Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Saints. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me today is Mark Jordan. Hello. And Sam Smith. Alright. Ross is still not here because of his legal troubles that have now involved Craig. So Craig can no longer join us and again we're not allowed to talk about it so we'll just move on. Um, Unfortunately we're moving on to the talk about the St. Johnson game. Um, I wish we all couldn't talk about that but we'll, we'll go to Sam first. Thoughts on the match? Uh, I can talk about the first 65 minutes, I think, and then Mark only to touch on the last 25 because I never watched it. But, uh, <laughs> nah, it was just, I think it pretty much summed up why I stopped watching it. It was a really boring performance. I think the last two weeks prior to this, the Kilmarnock and Motherwell games have been pretty, you know, been a bit better. They've not been as boring, but it was just, uh, it just looked as if we were back to the way we were when we were on the horrendous run. We just mm-hmm. looked a bit toothless up front, and uh, obviously. I've seen a lot of people kind of criticising the strikers. Personally, the team selection for me was fine. I don't really have a problem with playing uh, Erwin out wide. It's good to sometimes have a target and a guy to kind of hold the ball up. But uh, I just think it's pointless playing guys like Erwin and Brophy if you're not going to give them the ball. It's hard to criticise your forwards when you know they're kind of not getting any service for the midfield. I thought, uh, again, Doyle Hayes, I don't know what it's been like I think it's ever since the talk of the new contracts kind of come up he's been a bit poor I don't mm-hmm. know if teams are just kind of getting wise to what we do it's just to give them the ball and letting him spray passes about but uh, it's just been very Saturday was just very dull and any of the changes that were made were made a bit too early I thought we should have got Obika on a bit earlier than mm-hmm. we did to give Brophy a hand but uh, the goal for me was pretty annoying it was just a really bad time to lose it I think uh, the first half was pretty bad started off in the second and you know, any team talk you've got just goes right out the window with the goal you can see. I think Shaughnessy's kind of implied it was a handball. It looks as if it is for some angles, but the angle that's been shown on sports scene, etc., is not really conclusive. But I think Shaughnessy was pretty adamant that it was, so you just got to kind of trust their own judgment with that. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I know we, we've given a lot of praise for um, Anik 
over the season. Do you think he should have done slightly better with the... Like, he's made a good initial save and he gets a hand to the, the second shot from the rebound. However, I've seen it a few times this season where it looks like he just needs a bit of a stronger hand sometimes. Is that, is that just too harsh? Hard. Am I just being too I, harsh? I think it's pretty harsh. I was outside goals myself and I think it's quite difficult to... I think it sounds really daft, but the way it's quite close to his body when he's going down. I don't know if he's maybe better off going with his feet for it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's quite hard to kind of get down and put a lot of power into something that's quite near you. But uh, it was unlucky, and then I think uh, the, we could have reacted a bit quicker. Maybe McCarthy was sleeping kind of initially to get back in in front of it, but uh, no, we can't really criticise St Johnson. Scored the goal without creating anything. It was really one of their only shots in goal. And annoyingly for us, it's went in the back of the net. And after that, we just never really looked as if we were picking it up. Mm-hmm. Speaking as someone that played in goals for Lockfield Primary School in Primary <laughs> 7 oh. and won the P&D league that we were in. You cannot well. say that Misery Hunters do not get the experts in on these subjects. <laughs> Trophy winners. Um, I think he should have done better. He was hung out to dry. Like I think you could probably pick fault with how... You know, the first save's just kind of batted back into the middle, but he shouldn't really be left to make that save mm-hmm. in the first place. You can maybe say that he should have had a stronger hand on the, the follow-up from Kane, but again, Kane should not be getting on the end of mm-hmm. the end of that. I think the, the first shot shouldn't have happened and the second shot definitely shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd be hesitant to, to lay any actual blame at Anik. I'm sure he's frustrated that he's not done slightly better given that he could get a hand to it, but it's, I wouldn't be... There's people I'd be speaking to before him in yeah, terms yeah. of handing out blame for that one, for sure. And uh, other people that might be worth talking about and a talking point. Um, Cammy McPherson, uh, back in the team for his chance, sent off. What do you make of the sending off? Uh, I'll go first. That's, the two tackles were so stupid. Mm-hmm. I think people can argue all they want that he's won the ball, but you can't give the you can't dive in the way he's done for yeah. the two tackles and give the referee a decision to make. I think after the first one, fair enough, it was close, you know, I think he probably could argue he's won the ball, but the second one, I don't care if he's mm-hmm. got a toe to the ball, he's been right through the back of the guy. For no reason, he's doing it when four or five foot of the referee and giving him a decision to make. It doesn't matter if people are saying, ah, it shouldn't be. He's, mm-hmm. It doesn't even look as if he's won the ball, to be honest, but nah, you don't give yeah. the referee a decision to make. It's just pretty naive, you know, it's a guy who's last year played 20-odd games with a really good season. He started off well this season. He's kind of faded out the team. It was a chance to kind of really get back in, stamp your place in the ground with Doyle Hayes missing for next week. And I just don't think he's. I think he shouldn't start based on that. He kind of threw away everything. But the weird thing is, when he gets sent off, actually, like we played better. We, yeah, we, we definitely did. Um, I think with the sending off as well. I think what is the most frustrating part of it is if you've already received a yellow card for a for a tackle similar to that. Why would you then go and make another? pretty much exactly the same tackle you got a lot less of the ball on the second tackle as well and it was a bit more of a lunge with it um i think like um jim goodwin said that it was the referee that had lost us this match and it, it really wasn't i can't say that like there, there'll be other points that we can bring up in a few seconds but that's sending off I, I think like the only person to blame there is cammy he really shouldn't have made the decision yeah i, I think it's exactly what sam was saying there you can there's, there's, there's an argument and a debate to be had about the merits of, of both tackles and, and, and whatever else, but if if you're if you're handing out blame for that one, you just don't make that second tackle. It's in such a nonsense position as well. There's there's no need to go to ground at that point. You know, take a foul sometimes to stop a break, but literally you're 
how how close was it to the St Johnston box? And mm-hmm. there's people back there just trusting the the shape of the rest of the team that you're not, you know, that leave them to do their job and, and stay on the pitch. I think it's was just a lack of a lapse in judgment from mm-hmm. from Cammy. And I'm I'm a pretty pretty vocal fan of of Cammy to be honest. I, I find it hard to believe sometimes that he's not in our lineup, and I think he's got a lot to offer. But days like that won't do his case much. Um, his case much good, unfortunately. I mm-hmm. think he's someone who probably needs a bit of a run of games to establish himself. Like you saw that last season when he was actually trusted. That his performances definitely took a, a step up, and at times it was for me he was he was one of our better players last year. I, I think he's he's maybe going to struggle coming in for twenty minutes at a time and then being thrown into a game like this when. Uh, you know, you're saying there's other stuff to touch on. Like with him on the pitch, I think we'd have less chance of getting a draw than than we did with mm. ten men with the way it kind of played out. So it's it's one of those things. But it's a shame. I, I would have no complaints at all if you know, obviously he'll be suspended. But he's going to have to fight his way back into the, the midfield based on that. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying about the, like the narrative that kind of portrayed that the referee had lost as that match. I really don't think that's the case at all because, like, even with mm-hmm. them, like, what what minute did he get sent off in? Like, about the sixty odd minute. Um, Maybe it was like fifty-eight or something. Yeah. Like that. It was dead. It was not that long after they scored. We still haven't registered a shot on target. Like, we we didn't register a shot on target the whole match. Like, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty poor. Um, especially when we're obviously, I'm going to guess we're throw we've put a lot of money in. Um, try to fix that issue like our midfield are not not really providing and like you said sam maybe like um other teams are becoming a bit wiser at how we play and i've kind of noticed that about uh connelly as well he's like i don't I, the past couple of games are like yeah he's he's quick and he can beat a defender and stuff like that but his decisions sometimes on the ball i don't think are um are good enough like he's crossing sometimes is a bit patchy and um certain passes that he, he makes and he, he loses the ball quite a lot for me. Nah, I agree. He's, he's, I think even with the thing, obviously, you're touching the cross and he's crossing's poor, but he, he doesn't cross the ball and near, near enough every time he goes to do it. It's just it's bizarre. It's, wingers are typically guys who can get the ball in, they can chip in with goals, but it's, I think Connolly kind of flatters the deceive for a lot of people. I don't know if people's judgment are kind of clouded by a good game against Rangers, but mm. see, really, before that, he never really done much at all. It's just in kind of wee short spells. There's no doubt he's a good player. He's when he's on it, he's a massive part of how we play. But it's been a while since he's actually mm-hmm. kind of contributed in the way of getting his of the part and goals and that. It's the same. It's just you need players like that to provide for the strikers. Brophy's not going to be able to score the 15 goals a season. Well, want him to score if he doesn't get the ball in the box. So mm-hmm. I think as soon as something comes out of the way that we like to play and like to be set up. We seem to really struggle to to fill that gap or to adapt to it. Um, you know, all the good performances we were talking about, you know, four, five, six weeks ago, things were flying. Jim seemed as if he had a really, really tight idea of how he wanted us to play, and it was working. Like the performances against Rangers, and both of them, um, it, was, it was plain to see that the, everyone knew their job and, and was doing it well. But just, just silly wee things like someone coming out of the midfield and having to be replaced or. You know, maybe Dermot's not quite been at it, and in principle, I agree with what you're saying, Sam, about a target man out wide giving us a different option. But it just seems like we don't adjust well to not having a pacey option to to run. Connolly can almost feels like he's been stretched and asked to do too much more because there's no one doing that on the other side, and his output halves. Erwin's never going to be a touchline 
you know, cross it back mm-hmm. or cut it back type player at all. And, and whoever it is we've got in the middle, like you'd hope for more from from Brophy. But if he's getting the same non-existent service that Obika was or whatever else, then you know you're going to get the same results. He, he needs he needs balls. I, I just think there needs to be a bit more, a bit more symmetry to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to lose a guy out in the midfield, you know, if Ethan's coming out for for all his his faults as everyone has then you need to make sure that what's coming in doesn't change the balance of it and if you do that and then take you know a, a genuine wide option out the side I, I think there probably needs to be a bit more recognition from from Goodwin and, and the coaching staff that it, it can throw other stuff off because we just looked absolutely toothless mm-hmm. on, on Saturday they just looked as if there was there was nothing there there was no no plan B at all Brophy I can't imagine that's the the shape and someone said he thought he was signing up for to be honest because yeah. there was just no no service at all I think we're we're not far at all f- from good performances and consistency I think we just need to be better at handling handling speed bumps and handling minor changes without letting them have major mm-hmm. major consequences I think I think we mentioned um, on the previous podcast that about like players that we'd uh, like to see to come in, and we did say we'd want another sort of left-sided winger. Um, I agree with what you said there, Mark, about like Erwin, and you also mentioned like yeah, Dermis is off the boil a little bit, but I think after seeing that performance, like I'd probably say you're probably better with the one like your main striker up front and having um, Dermis on the left wing. Like yeah, yeah, he's not been great, but he's better than not like completely shifting the balance of the way you play um and you know like yeah he he loves like a step over and a step over too many but he's going to get some more balls in that box because that's what he's um like he's always got in his mind and i probably think that's kind of hinders him a bit and that's why goodwin maybe not be trusting him as much this season because we're obviously wanting to play a little bit more um sort of with the midfield and passing while as soon as um Dermis gets the ball, he's got one thing in mind and it's whether he's, he's he's running up the pitch with it, he's going to aim to try and get it in the box or he's either going to shoot. Uh, and uh, do you know what? I'd, I'd happily take that over no shots on target again because like, how many times has that happened this season? Against- I think he stretches teams mm-hmm. as, as well. Like, I think that's a big thing, particularly with someone like Brophy there. For me, Brophy's going to get more shots if you've got guys like Connolly and Dermis actually having a run at people, pulling fullbacks out, potentially pulling other centre-halves out of, out of position. And then Brophy is a guy who we've all seen how well he can find space. And, and you know, look at look at the amount of chances someone like Marais had, who, for, for all his flaws, is good at finding space and good at getting into positions, but isn't good at finishing. And what we've now got is a guy in Brophy you would like to think you can trust to finish off mm-hmm. chances a lot better. I, I think we need to be set up to let him get into those same spaces, whereas Erwin's slower, if it's possible, than, than Abika with the ball at his feet. If, even if he is getting the ball and holding up, there's no one coming past him on the left-hand side to to continue that stretch. And you're then kind of passing it to Brophy with five people on the other, four people on the other side of him and kind of hoping basically that he can find half a yard and fire a shot off. And, you know, if he does, great. It will maybe work every now and then. But I just don't think it's playing to people's strengths if you if you hinder us in, in that way. I think we saw as well when um, Obika came on towards the end of the match that how much better he can actually hold the ball up compared to Erwin. Um and like go, looking at the, the game on Sunday I, I reckon if we are start like having the look of starting two strikers, um I'd say you'd probably be better with Obika and Brophy as an option rather than Erwin and Brophy. But then 
I generally think would probably be better with Dermis on the wing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think honestly, if it's for Sunday, I'd probably rather see Obika start than Brophy. Mm-hmm. I think Brophy's going to need a wee bit of time to maybe get used to how we're playing, and it's not really a coincidence that a really good run of form uh, before Christmas and into the kind of just before the new year, the other well, results came when Obika started, and Obika was getting a good amount of game time. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people actually seem to forget that Obika is a good player. And, for all his flaws, he does a lot for the team. Yeah. I think defenders don't like that. It's fairly obvious defenders don't like playing against him. I think you've seen that there's always kind of he's dragging people out of position. He's for a lot of people kind of criticise the way he's chances. It doesn't. Ah, he does miss chances, but you know, normally if he was that good, he wouldn't be playing for St Mirren. So he's, he's he's winning a lot of free kicks, I think, as well with defenders that Aye. are not really sure how to defend with him going up for a header or anything. He's very good Aye, at exactly. winning a winning a free kick and letting us sort of get a sort of dangerous positioned into the box. And uh, I also realised this. I think it was uh, he put it in his Instagram story. He didn't. The fuck, I, quite, I never seen it during the game, obviously, because I never watched the last bit. But. Uh, Done it. He absolutely fucking done somebody with some wee turn with clicking the ball with the inside and outside his foot. It was fucking brilliant to watch, man. To be fair, uh, Obika is like if he, if he if he had was a bit quicker, he'd be an absolute top quality player. Aye, <laughs> he's just missing that bit of speed, bit of pace that to really stop him. That in a first touch, and I think he would be an elite striker. Yeah, but you, you think of that first touch. Imagine he had a bit more pace to catch up with his first touch. It'd be outstanding. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's how Dylan Connolly's first touch he gets away with having a shake first touch. Because <laughs> he can catch it. <laughs> see, see when we first got Dylan Connolly after a while and like some of the what, really good performances they put in, I sat there and thought, why did AFC Wimbledon let him go? Surely they could have used that. And then, yeah, after a while you kind of go, okay. I, I, was, I remember at the time, was it the time when I signed, I seen like tweets for like Wimbledon and Bradford fancies a bit of a headless chicken and after the first few games obviously as you said like, I think it was the game we played away in D90 it was really 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 good that day and like, he never looked as if he was going to lose the ball but now you can kind of see why he's mm-hmm. he's just he's just really frustrating to watch it's annoying because it's clear how good a footballer is he's just I don't know if he's maybe fighting too much but uh, yeah. hopefully someday suits him playing on a big nice wide open grass park which is the same size as Mon Park I know, I've seen that there. <laughs> I think it just looks bigger because of the... Because of the running track, I think. Aye. Um, so, uh, looking on to Sunday, we've already kind of touched on how we'd like to see up front. Like, we've clearly, like, um, Doyle Hayes is um, injured. Uh, I think, well, well, there's not really been a mention of what um, Colin Quinar's... Uh, I'm going to butcher his surname all the time. Is it is it Quinar? Is it Connor? I'm sticking with Connor. It's Connor, got to be Connor. Connor the the right. rhyming possibilities are much better. <laughs> Big stoner, Connor. Um, yeah, he... Uh, he's... Well, we don't really know how long he's going to be out injured for. Hopefully it's not too long an injury because that's why it's not been mentioned or either that or it's like the end of the season end of his contract and he's really got a nice wee payday for the next six months um who knows uh but yeah be interesting to see how we line up for this i could especially the, the form livingston are on i think when that draw get made you thought right that's quite a good draw we've been handed there but you know livingston have been pretty fantastic recently and especially like what they drew two each with celtic the other night there um, while making seven changes to rest for our game on Sunday, <laughs> so um, definitely going to be an interesting tie. How do you guys think we'll we'll take it on? I, I, yeah, I don't know how much of last night with with them against Celtic. You 
you saw, but I think they're the polar opposite of what I was saying about us struggling with minor minor changes. The way Martindale's got them set up, like the players were switching positions. Mm-hmm. They were so, so disciplined in their how high they were pressing. And it it wasn't like just a case of you know, I'll follow him until he goes out of my zone and, and then someone else needs to like you had guys that were chasing players like, you know, twenty, thirty yards and other guys moving out like the the guy J. Emmanuel Thomas who's been blessed with, like, a Beaker-level pace, was pressing. <laughs> and then at one point he was, like, left wing-back yeah. to someone else. And it was just so well well organised. And I think I'd honestly rather be drawn Celtic in the semi-final than, than Livy based on, on last night. Because yeah. they're, they're, they're everything Celtic aren't as well. They're, they're really, really well organised. And they look dangerous from, from set pieces, which gives me the fear. To be honest about um, what they did to Celtic last night with like someone coming in round the back from a, a kind of outswinging free kick from out wide and just seems like a goal that we're going to concede fairly regularly. To be honest, yeah, it I gives s- me a bit of cause for concern. <laughs> I saw the the stat that they flashed up at half time with the um, was it the most goals conceded from set pieces and we were third on that table. Doesn't shock me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been a problem since last season. I think yeah. Couple of like, my pals that are uh, no St. Man supporters have like, said to me before, they're like, how many goals do St. Man actually concede for set pieces? And this was last year, they're telling me, and it just looks as if it's kind of a similar issue. That I think we've cut it out. Can I, well, how many goals was it we have conceded for set pieces this year? Did it say on the. It did, but I didn't take notice. Because uh, like, I think a lot of people are kind of. I've seen a lot of people say, I will get like, thrashed, but we don't really. So I'm only a team that's under Goodman that have tended to kind of get her. Like doing, mm-hmm. I think yeah, obviously the biggest defeat we've had was five 0 off a Celtic. And that was when Griffiths and Edward were in full swing and kind of. No, no, I don't think any team in the country would have stopped them. That I think they would have probably done the same with Rangers, Aberdeen, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it mean, I think one of the big things for Livingston, as you've seen, Mark, is like they. I don't think Martindale's really kept the same team most weeks. He's just making like one or two changes. He's got a game plan for every team they play. And I think. It sounds a bit weird saying it, even though for as good as they're playing, I actually do fancy on Sunday because I think we're better suited to playing teams that are kind of playing quite well. I think we've been the underdog in both our cup ties and Aberdeen and Rangers. But obviously, Rangers were the best team in the world, are the best team in the country. And mm-hmm. I think was it twenty-seven games unbeaten they were when we beat them. I think we're better suited to playing teams that are kind of going to try and impose a game on us, and we can sit and hit them in the counter. But uh, it all just depends how. It's, just depends how we line up and kind of I trust Goodwin to hopefully start the correct team but the midfield's a bit of a worry obviously about Doyle Hayes mm-hmm. I, I think I sounded all doom and gloom there um, <laughs> I, I, I'm the same as, as yourself and I, I, I think we've got as good a chance as we would have against against anyone I, I just think it's it's you know it's, it's intimidating to watch Livingston put in the performances they're putting in right at a time when it looks like our performances are are falling off a bit. It's probably more of a comment on us than than them, to be honest. But we've we've all followed Superman long enough to know that what looks like it should happen probably won't. Yeah. And matches like that where you almost would expect us to get to kind of steamrollered on paper, we, we don't tend to. We don't tend to roll over. And and, and Goodwin hasn't become a a bad manager. Having been a good manager, having been a bad manager mm-hmm. over the space of of twelve weeks, we'll be set up solidly. We'll we'll do well. You kick out a couple of the the wee individual errors we've seen from you know from McCarthy and, and Shaughnessy and, and Cam if you want to include it recently and there's absolutely no reason why we can't go and really stamper, you know, our style of play on a 
on a semi-final and, and, and see it through. Did it last time we were at, at Hamden for, for that. So I've, I've got every every confidence in it. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that, that puts me off Sunday is paying for Premier Sports, which I, I don't think I can bring myself to, to do. I'll not be paying for Premier Sports. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by He's Go. <laughs> <laughs> Hot young single Asian women in your radio. And everything and else. Kumarok and for me, oh, which is, is <laughs> startling. <laughs> I went to, it's quite funny, like when I went to uni in like this little small posh Tory village in England and I uh, used to get those adverts as well where it was like hot young Asian women in Farnham and you're like, there's no Asian people here. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> so um, would you start Erwin in this match? No. I think we'll be. I think we'll be kind of stay start mm-hmm. ahead of Brophy as well. I think it's just a game that's suited to him. You know, Livingston have got big physical defenders. You know, if you've got Obika on for say 60, 65 minutes, and then you can bring on Brophy, who's got plenty of energy, will stretch them. Now I think you've got to go with Obika. I don't think Irwin's really done enough the past few weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I think I put oh, the second half against Motherwell. I actually thought it was quite good. He played quite well up front with Brophy, but if you're going to stick him in the left hand side, mm-hmm. there's no point in playing him. We haven't yeah, actually. Sorry, on you go. So, so I was just going to say, I think he's third choice to play mm-hmm. up front and at least second choice, if not third choice, for me to get a shot out wide as well. And I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a hater when it comes to Erwin at all. I think there's undoubtedly something there. I think we've been unlucky with not just the year we've had, but the year he's had mm-hmm. personally with you know like recovering from from his troubles earlier in the season and everything else. I don't think he's a bad player at all, but I would be. I would probably go with Brophy ahead of Abika just because I'm an, an optimist and mm-hmm. I would hope that we've not signed someone that's going to sit behind Abika. But <laughs> I would have no complaints if Abika started. I, th- I think the only complaint I would have is if both of those guys are sitting on the bench and Erwin's sitting as number nine. And I, th- I think that would give me a bit of the, bit of the fear because I don't see him bullying anyone, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Although we, we, we haven't actually mentioned, because we didn't have a podcast last week, we haven't actually mentioned the penalty that Lee Erwin won. <laughs> He has that ability in his locker. Just Stonewaller, you're saying something. Right. Right, how many months is it? How many months is McGabby going to get banned for for that? Cause it was an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Nah, I, I jokingly said Stonewaller, there was no chance that was a penalty. No, I don't. Yeah, you've had a couple that we've not been given this season, so yeah, I'm not going to complain about it. Like I'm happy to take them, uh, but for me, I don't think it was a penalty. And then, but then I did see that angle which like Simon put out from their own camera where you hear it. The one I said, yeah, um, uh, but I'm, can, st- I'm still not convinced. It does look as uh, there's an angle, I think, for where uh, it was Bobby Madden, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was fair from where he was standing, you might look at it and think, mm. mm-hmm. but I think he's just heard a scream, seen somebody get down. I don't even know if it was him that gave it, it looked as if it was the assistant that gave it, but I okay, he'll score it and it goes a point. So I don't think it's nearly as much of a soft penalty as. Just about anyone that's ever worn a Motherwell badge was claiming it was. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was embarrassing to be honest. Like folk jumping on it. There's obviously something. I'm I'm not in the Stonewall camp for that one at all, either. But as you say yourself, when you listen to the replay, you can hear it. None of the Motherwell plan Motherwell players lose the heat about it. Yeah, that's that's one of the things way. I can. I was like when yeah. I look back, they kind of look more disappointed than McGabby for it rather than the actual yeah. decision being made. And you're like, all oh, right, maybe they're. Maybe the, it is what it is. Yeah, like, it is what it is. It's been given it in that. Yeah, it's not crime of the century or anything like that. No, that is not. So we will stop talking about the football and we'll move on to 
who the fuck did you play for? Jingle still pending. I will eventually get something sorted. I'll just play the Stephen Thompson one again. Hello, I'm Stephen Thompson. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> Wrong game, but fuck it. <laughs> it deserves to be played. So, um, I'm trying to think. Who won this game last time we played it? I think. Was, was it, it me? Sam? I think, I, it, was I me, think right? it was you. So I'll let you go first. For the joys of winning. So... Still playing, making it a bit easier for you because still currently playing. Uh, t- played for 10 clubs. Nigel Hasselbank. And when I go to read these teams out, I apologise for some of the pronunciations. Uh, four. Four. Can you do more than four, Mark? I was going to say four and guess at a random Dutch team. So I'll let you name four, unfortunately. Right, and you go, uh, Sam. Uh, go ahead, Eagles. Correct. St. Mirren. Yep. Hamilton. Yep. And St. Johnston. Correct. You could have also, so he started his career at PSV. Didn't actually play any games, but I still counted it. Uh, go ahead, Eagles. Hamilton, St. Mirren, St. Johnston, Veria, Excelsior, uh, Irone, Kairat, Shimona, Hapwell, Beersheva, and he's currently at Benai Sakin. Money. Yeah. He's following that money. So Sam is currently 1 0 up. I'm still pals with him on Facebook. And Nigel has I think every single fan was. I remember in uni, um, I got like we had to do this uh, project. So I'd done journalism in uni, and we had to do this project. We we're making a sports magazine, and I was like, I'm going to like I had Jerome Tesla on Facebook as every Sitman fan I think did as well, and I was like, I'm going to get him to write something for us. And um, I, I asked him, and he was like, Yeah, no problem. I'll talk about the the Dutch thing. Like, and I had to kind of reword it as if I'd done an interview because he's column that he wrote for me was four pa- uh, four sentences of extremely bad English. <laughs> it's like shit. <laughs> But, I sent you some of his pictures. He was a big photographer, was he not? Yeah. not he, was? he was a big better as well because when he was at Kilmarnock, he used to come into Ladbrokes that I worked in um, um, in Paisley and he'd put a accumulator on and then have a shot of the roulette and then leave. He's no longer... Was he putting on some ludicrous like, Tesla to get booked in the first 15 minutes? <laughs> no, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was... A lot of times it was Dutch football. So. Anyway. Mark, you get to go first. Uh, played for 11 clubs um, Sam's hero uh, Mark Howard still playing as well <laughs> um, very quickly I think I've got four in fact I'll say I've got five five Sam can you do more than five nah uh, oh now, I'm going to lose it anyway after I six. He's going to go six. Didn't sound very confident there, Mark, so you're just going to... You, you're going to come in. That's yeah. the best news I've had today. Right, so Sam... No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let Sam go with six. You can, you Sam can. with six. I'm going to get the dodgy one out the way first. Arsenal. Correct. Salford. Correct. Blackpool. Correct. Aberdeen. Correct. St. Mirren. Mm-hmm. One more. <sighs> Sheffield United. Correct. Oft. Well played. 
So, started at Arsenal, Falkirk, Cardiff City, Swansea City, St Mirren, Aberdeen, Blackpool, Sheffield United, Bolton Wanderers, Salford City, and is now currently at Scunthorpe. My hero. Your hero. <laughs> so, Sam only needs one more point to win. It's best at five. I'll get used to put the link in the Twitter. There's that Mark Hibbard YouTube channel that I'm convinced must have been his agent when he was trying to pitch him to clubs and there's like 30 second videos of him taking goal kicks for Gus McPherson somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just long ball football. Probably aimless the hi- highest punts. assist that match. <laughs> uh, aimless punts to name there. Mm. Well, aimless punts, goalkeepers and a player still playing. Sam, you get to go first on this one. Only had five games at St Mirren but still made it into St Martin's worst team of the decade. It's David Cornell. Played for eight clubs. How many can you name? Let's count. There's some days at the now and he's not even that bad. Like I've seen people say he's good, which is worrying. But <laughs> Four, how many to go? Four. I thought that was going to be a lot higher because it looked like you were counting on the second hand nah. there. But... <laughs> <laughs> There's the team they currently plays for I'm not um, mm. you'll see it and it will annoy me. But. <laughs> Mark, can you name more than four? No, certainly no. not. Right. I, I thought I could maybe name three. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep the form of a lifetime going and just sit out. So Sam for the win, four clubs that David Cornell has played for. Swansea. Yep. St Mirren. Yep. Plymouth. No. No. Fuck. Mark is still in there. Bet it's Portsmouth. Is it Portsmouth? Yeah, it is Portsmouth. Swansea City, Port Albert Town. Was the one I thought. No, he's not. Port Albert yes. Town, Hereford United, St Mirren, Portsmouth, Oldham, Northampton, and is currently at Ipswich. That's fucking mental. That's man. mental. So, uh, I, it was his, I think it was his first game, like the first uh, competitive game he played against Inverness, and he ran out like 30 yards out for his goal, just for no reason. <laughs> gave the ball straight to their player and ended up scoring for it. I was, he was really, really shy. So, Mark, you get first bid. Ten clubs. Dennis Wynas. And he played three times for one club, so you can only say that once. Four. You can name four. Sam, can you name more Thank than you. four clubs for Dennis Wynas? Shake wow. his head. Nah. When you go, Mark, four clubs. Hearts. Correct. I fucking could have named four. <laughs> St. Martin. Correct. Inverness. Correct. One more. And then, I'm, I think he played for one, but I think that's just because he played for Inverness and I think everyone's played for both of them. Or he's played for, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it, I'm torn between two, I'm just going to say Ross County. Wrong. Because <sighs> he played for Did he play for Aberdeen? Aberdeen played for Aberdeen. <sighs> started his career at Aberdeen uh, this is why you should never trust Wikipedia I did take these stats for Wikipedia he had a loan spell at Inverness first in 1999 just one year there in that loan spell he played 103 matches and 58 goals <laughs> just in 1999 busy year for him <laughs> uh, Hearts, St Mirren, Queen of the South Dumbarton, Peterhead, Elgin City Bucky Thistle and Huntley fucking hell man that's some resume and do you know what? See the fifth player that I have written down here? That would have been a good one, but I'm going to save that for next time. Because it means 
I get to do less work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- thanks for listening. Uh, remember, we have new merch out. Um, these were clearly impressed with the t-shirts that then get taken down uh, we are still working on a way around that we will try and get a way around that um, there's always a way isn't there um, some, well done to the lucky person who managed to get one of the um, Abercrombie and Fitz t-shirts before they get taken down one person got it, everybody else got it refunded um, if anyone's got any contacts in the legal department at Amber Crombie and Fitch, <laughs> please drop us a mail, a wee email. That'd be good. Thanks. Solve a copyright issue. Yeah, but yeah, uh, whoever that lucky fan is who's got that one-off T-shirt, because we don't even have that T-shirt. Nope. So, so well done on that one. Um, hopefully you're a listener and you're not just someone that randomly came across <laughs> on <laughs> Facebook or something. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for listening. Um, and as always, uh, fuck Alex Ray. I uh, fuck Derek Lilly. Keep the Ian Livingston theme going there. Fuck Chris Kane. Mm. <laughs> and fuck Go Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.